podcast. No. <laughs> All right. I'm hey, good. everybody. It's another episode of The Great Bite Way. I'm Ryan. I'm Caitlin. And I already said it's The Great Bite Way. And this week, we got a special guest. Miss Shelby Quinn. Shelby, I'm really mad at you because um, you like this movie. You watch. do? It is a severe guilty pleasure of mine, yeah. I hate watch it at least once a year. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's how most people watch this. Caitlin and I just watched the movie. For the first time? It's been a long time for me. Yeah. Mine was like officially my first all the way through. I've seen like clips. But this is the first reveal. But we, we just came out of it fresh. Yeah. I mean, the movie is essentially just different clips. <laughs> like, it has no narrative and, whatsoever. Um, if you don't know what movie we're talking about, we're talking about the Olivia Neutron bomb, Xanadu. <laughs> was that good? Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> uh, released in 1980, directed by someone who shouldn't be named. Yeah. Fun that fact. makes it sound like it was Steven Spielberg. Um, he did win the first ever Razzie. Oh, really? And the Razzies this, were created because... Yeah, Xanadu was promoted so heavily in the United States and was both like a critical and box office bomb. And that's when they got like the inspiration, like, oh, we should just give like worst motion picture movies. Brilliant. And created the Razzies. <laughs> so gross. Because this is a movie about... Uh, is it about a muse or is it about an artist? It's about an artist and a muse. Sure. And <laughs> Olivia Newton Olivia Newton John plays this muse Kira, and she comes to Earth from Mount Olympus to <laughs> to, to or what is viewed as a disco void. Yeah, yeah. The disco void to help out Sonny Malone, a struggling <laughs> artist living in Santa Monica. Yes. 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 Yeah, that hits all kind of like the right. major plot plot points. Yeah. It's and then, like, Gene Kelly is... Oh, and Gene in Kelly's in it, yeah. In his last movie, his last role... It killed him. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, so. <laughs> well, at the end, I was like, is he dead? Because he hasn't been on screen in, like, ten minutes. But so most dead. of his stuff was filmed after, like, the actual filming got wrapped. And he agreed to the film only because they could film parts of it at his house or within, like, a three-mile radius. Wait, was his house that, like, that palace that of Versailles? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's his actual house. (laughs) And he does that choreographed number that I think is actually the same exact choreography from that movie he did with Judy Garland. Uh, Which one? The Um, Summerstock? Summerstock, yeah. When they have a little tab number, it's I think the exact same choreography. So he did nothing to update his life. I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the animated sequence in the middle, Universal, then... There's this... There's a a Don Bluth animated sequence in the middle It is the prequel to Thumbelina. It is. It's the same thing. Yep. They actually use the same animation in Thumbelina. I love it. Oh, my God. I love Thumbelina. I do, too. A much better movie than Xanadu. (laughs) So let's just get into it. It doesn't take much to be a better movie. What is Xanadu? Olympus. No. The, oh, are we talking about the movie? The movie, as a whole? yes. No, Xanadu was the club, Caitlin. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know. I know. It was intended well, to be like a B movie di- roller disco yeah. flick with like an ultra low budget, and then they wanted big name talent, so they got Olivia Newton-John hot off of Greece. 
and originally yeah. wanted it also to be with John Travolta, so it would be like a reunion for them. Oh God. Oh, and he wouldn't agree to it because be of Scientology stuff, I think. It's always what it's, 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 yeah. always, it's always Scientology. <laughs> it, but I th- I think Xanadu is like the perfect metaphor for Scientology. I can see that. I can't back it up have, in any you way. You have this like beautiful woman coming in and be like, you should do this with your life. It's a Scientology metaphor. That's Xanadu. And it has space you know what? stuff. Yeah. It has space stuff. Um, the they all look like Tron. Mm-hmm. Takes place. In Hollywood and or Venice. Yes. It's artists. You know, it's the, it, it's the original La La Land. Uh, yeah, I see a lot of parallels, actually, totally. between them. Absolutely. I was telling Caitlin, the only difference between La La Land and Xanadu is that there's more narrative, connective narrative tissue in La La Land. Whereas Xanadu has those awful transitions of like that, snake that, skin, that, like window <laughs> window shutters, yeah. or where it just like pans across yep. the Xanadu marquee, and you're just like, what? Okay. <laughs> now we're in a different time period. I, I guess. Um, the songs in Xanadu are well. There are a number of people wrote the songs, but the most famous for the ELO Electric Light Orchestra. Who songs. I love, which I think is like the 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 silver lining of this. Some of them cloud. songs are catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Light orchestra is good as fuck. And they made some choices. I mean, the all around the world then shown side by side with Gene Kelly just doing a fashion show. Oh, yeah, for... but in like in, in like the clothes getting worse every yeah. time he changes clothing. And they had like that. That was like when I told Ryan, I was like, "This is very Rocky Horror Picture Showy." Yeah. Like okay. Well, the the on. dancers were definitely going for that. Like we're kids. Yeah, we're doing this thing. Yeah. But it was. I don't know. I. Then I, I, I think it's the death of the movie musical because they they, the they the barely coffee. sing in it. Like they're not really singing in it. But they like, have full on musical numbers. Right. Yeah. I think part of it was because that leading guy Michael Black Beck, or Beck, yeah. yeah, couldn't sing, so he was dubbed over. He's also the worst actor. Yeah. But he from far away he looks like a young Heath Ledger. On Earth. If you're not really looking at it. Heath Ledger dead and buried, probably. Too soon. No, he's been dead for a while. Yeah. You can say that. But there's just nothing going on in his face when he looks at Olivia Newton John and he's like I love you. But yeah. he looks like so bored to look at her. I mean, his whole performance is very stilted, which is unfortunate that the film is told entirely from his perspective. Yeah. Well, sometimes it would change. It would be all like, it's about Gene Kelly now. Uh, yeah. No, it's about Sonny yeah, literally When we went to Gene Kelly's home, uh, I was like, oh, okay, good. It's about Gene Kelly. It's not about that kid. Mm, JK, then that dance number was over, and we're back to Sonny The kid, is he's a struggling artist, but, but his... First, I don't know, well, he what he thinks he wants to do is paint, mm-hmm. and his first line in the movie is my favorite. I think uh, since we're we'll start going there, my favorite line in the movie is the opening line. Is the opening line when he rips up his painting and says, "Guys like me shouldn't dream anyway." And <laughs> throws it out the window in pieces. I don't think I have a favorite line from the movie because I didn't realize there was dialogue worth paying attention to. What little script there was. There is, it's such a tiny script. It's, I was like, oh, okay. 
My favorite line is when she tells him to look at 237, like the page number in the dictionary, to find the definition of you. Look at the dictionary. And then, do you believe me now, Sonny? Yes. Yeah. He's like, "What's it going on?" She turns on the TV somehow. (laughs) She just says, "Television." television. (laughs) And he's like, "Yeah, that's what that is." But it turns on, and she's there in the TV. Ay ay ay. We should say Olivia Newton-John for the most part. My favorite costume in the movie is um, her bed sheet that she wears. For her, but it's her dress. Yeah. All fancy bed sheets. (laughs) And then her roller boots. I like my favorite costume is that the one that we see for three seconds at the end. Yeah. When she's in the center of the star and she's got like the turquoise bead head crown and then she immediately puts her bed sheets back on. <laughs> she transforms and they all transform into muses at the end. Yeah. And they zoom away. <laughs> I love the like tiger skin mini dress yes. where she's like a rock star. Almost any of those costumes are good. Yeah. But like in, we're changing costumes and songs every three Except seconds. Except the cowboy costume with the fringe. Ugh. Anything. Oh yeah, that's that like rough. yeah. <laughs> that, really hurt, that really hurt me. Not but it's good because the country music part was so slim compared to yeah. all of the other genres they decided <laughs> to explore in that fifteen-minute montage. Um, that is the climax of the movie, which is a, such a bait and switch because they end, <laughs> there's Xanadu at the like <laughs> hour forty-five part. Don't they, don't they kind of end? Don't they kind of end? And then it's an Olivia Newton-John concert. They, yeah. they kind of end on a downer in this movie. Not on a downer, but. It, after she like disappears, Sunny Malone's all like, "What?" She went away for real, and then comes back as a cocktail a waitress. waitress. So the what least a, empowered. What a downgrade! <laughs> truly, she went from a muse oh, yeah. to a venue owner to a rock star to a cocktail, to a cocktail waitress. waitress. And then before that, she was in a forty swing band. Such, right. a, such a fall from grace. God. Yeah. Before before what's her what the character's name? Kira. Kira. Stupid. <laughs> oh my god. Well, her real name is like Theosophanes or whatever the yeah. muse of dance is. <laughs> when did they say that? She goes, she's like, I need to tell you something. My actual name is The, and then he cuts her off by kissing her. <laughs> but I assume it's, she says later she's the muse of dance. The muse of dance, so. okay. The, Which they changed in the muse, like the stage musical yeah. adaptation. The best part. My favorite moment is all of the animation. Mm-hmm. That alone was good. Why, when the bird had leg warmers on? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when she turned into a bird? I just like sparkly animation. It was, uh, yeah. it was cute. I like the top when they're just playing yellow music and it's just a globe that doesn't even look like Earth, really, that's spinning slowly yeah. <laughs> with a rocket ship that's just orbiting. It's like a brown globe. Yeah. Oh, to be in the movie. Yeah. Yes. God. Uh, I think my favorite moment, mm, I don't want to say it's Xanadu, the end, but I... Because it was, I think over, it was Xanadu, over. I think it can be your favorite. Fine, I think it would be Xanadu. It was just such a big mess. And like, yeah. Gene Kelly was like, I'm going to be double now, and I'm going to be triple. Xanadu's my favorite song, definitely. Like, but not my favorite moment. The animation is your favorite moment? Yeah. Do you have a favorite moment, Sheldon? I, I mean, I actually like some stuff more at the top. I do like the end with kind of that montage because it makes no yeah. sense, but it's yeah. so fun to watch them dance. 
Um, but I do like I'm Alive, like, right at the beginning when they come out of the mural. I think that that's cool, and it's, like, kind of a cool technical achievement, like, yeah. looking at it through that perspective. Yeah, because they have, the, like, the, the outline. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Here's my thoughts on how this movie came to be. <laughs> I'm sure there's a true story to this, but let's just say... Some young guy was wrote a hot script about a muse coming to because that was kind of those kind of movies were kind of in the eighties. So she, about a muse coming to help a struggling artist, and it's very pure and very honest and funny. And then some coked up producer <laughs> reads it and says, "This would be a good musical, <laughs> but I already have songs that are gonna go in it. How do I?" do that and so he got someone else to rewrite it but by rewriting it they just put they put the list of songs together and they rewrote around it and they forgot to put them together so now it's just a bunch of scenes that don't really make much sense I think that's probably close to the truth because yes. I think that they did have like they were like, well, we want ELO music yeah. in it, so we're going to write around these songs. Yeah, like, what's, what's, what can someone go around the world with? Clothes! <laughs> and then they did that fashion number. Yeah. But the, the thing that I... I am underwhelmed by all of the roller skating. The roller skating is not good enough for me. It is kind of sad. In the end, they saved it, but that's because it has the actual dancers. Yeah. But it is... Yeah. Oh, they're horrible roller skaters. Yeah. In that, really what's bad. this? Suddenly, that song. Yeah. They, they have no motion in their body. They're just kind of moving around, mm-hmm. and it's. First of all, I don't understand where I don't know where they are. They're on they're a sound in, like, stage. I think so because he does the murals for the whatever the music video. Okay, so yeah. yeah. All right, then for it kind photo of makes, shoots or yeah, something. It's the, like very unclear what but they're, like, a, they're like. We're, we're on a rooftop, and now we're in a beach, and now we're on a train station with fog. <laughs> fog. Yeah. It doesn't make. It doesn't make it's any a, sense. It's a narrative mess. There's like no rhyme or reason to it. Well, it's happening. like it, it's like the director was all like, "Why, I, why find locations when we can just go outside?" And find some place that very day. Yeah. And then shoot. Yeah. Which I think is what they did. I mean, I can they only walk. assume half of the dialogue must be improvised. Because oh, it absolutely. is so... Which is why there's so little of it. Yeah. <laughs> and why it's a lot of just, like, unanswered questions. Yeah. And, like, statements like, my mother's... My last name is my mother and father's last name. Like, okay. Is that one for lines? Yeah. What and he goes, what's Mr. their last name? And she's like, the same as mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God my God. They couldn't even come up with anything, like, witty. This movie could be way more funnier, but it's so, it's, like, played so straight. Well, yeah. they try for bits, too, especially when they, like, go to the void and, like, yeah. God. And oh, it's as Zeus and, like, Hera are like, don't you remember? We learned about that in our human history class. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, what is a second or what is a year? What is time? And I'm like, oh, kill yourself. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> we get it. You're oh. old. It's kind of, have you seen the stage musical? No, I want to. I hi- It's on YouTube. I highly recommend it because it's essentially just a satire of this movie, oh, okay. which is 
incredible yeah. because and then you need to see the movie a in order to kind of make oh it's unreal like well a there's a story yeah <laughs> so that helps and there's actual like antagonists other than just like oh i can't be with you just because like, <laughs> i broke the rule yeah and it has um the woman who did Elle woods and legally blonde the musical can't think of her name she also took over for Glinda when Laura Bell Bundy. I yes, think it is Laura Bell Bundy. Yeah, um, but she's in it, and it like even and they have sister characters, so it's actual muses, oh, okay. and they're kind of the antagonists, like trying to fuck up her whole life. See, I would see that. It's great, yeah, and too. one of her sisters is the woman who played. Uh, Man, my mind is just totally off today. Who yeah. played Mama Cena in Feud? Oh, Jackie Hoffman. Yeah, yeah who okay. was in Hairspray yes. for three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, she's great, and it's really fucking funny. Oh, right. And I have to watch that. It has all the great music, and it actually makes sense in a narrative as opposed to whatever the fuck happened in the movie where they were like, oh, we're going to leave it as it is. <laughs> just so put it together and hope for the best. Yeah. What if we went to the roller rink now? <laughs> Which... I don't understand her job as a muse. I think she failed. Oh, absolutely. Because he wants to be a painter. Why would you not help him be a painter? Instead, you're like, I'm going to get you into real estate. Right. It doesn't make... But, no, we can't We can't really pick on the narrative. Because... There is none. There is pick none. At. Because when I was ta- we were talking earlier, and I was like... Why would he quit? So at the beginning he's unemployed, but then he goes back to like the studio that cramps his artistic flow or whatever, and then quits two days later. I'm like, why don't they just have him working at the top and then he quits? Yeah. There's just there's so many holes where I'm like, I'm not even gonna jump in because it's not. Those are my favorite characters, the people that work at the (laughs) art studio. Sonny, what are you doing? Hey Picasso! Yeah, like all of their lines are so stilted, and, and they show up at the end, and they're all just wearing their nerdy work and clothes, and they're like clapping. Yeah, with Greg Brady, yes, also just in there for some reason. Oh, it's the, oh, it's the best. Is there anything we want to like? I mean, there's a lot to cut from this movie, but is there anything that any of us would just do away with for time, or just you don't want to see it ever again? I mean, Sonny. Yeah. <laughs> He's the yeah, worst part of the movie. I was thinking this movie could have just been about Olivia Newton John reinvigorating Gene Kelly. Yeah. I mean, that's like the crux of the movie. It's like his dream. It kind of doesn't make sense. It also would have been cool to see the 1945 relationship that they had. Yeah. Like, I'd rather see that. Oh, an extended musical. flashback. Oh, we didn't even talk about that weird ass. When Gene Kelly and Sonny go to the club for the first time. Mm-hmm. And oh, like, this shit it. was insane. <laughs> I see a swing band. No, I see a rock band. And then they come to, they literally, the two platforms of the swing band and the rock and roll band collide together. I thought that was To incredible. make a swing and roll. Yeah. I was like, yes. But then they also were like, oh, we're basically inventing disco here. It's like, no. Is that... That's what I. That's what we were saying. But do they really? Is that do they really invent disco? No. Is that what swing and rock and roll put together make? Like when you put red and blue together, and you get green. God, I, hope not. I think that's what like white people in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that's how they did it. I'll dance to disco. <laughs> this is just a disco propaganda film. 
Yeah. It is a little bit. It I seems like it's fine. like... But it's odd because I wouldn't really think... At least I don't categorize ELO in my mind as disco. It doesn't it's like really have soul. It's like era, but yeah. it's not like... Let's do the disco to it. Yeah. No, I mean, in some ways it's all like prog rock a mm-hmm. little bit because it's just so like theatrical. Yeah. And they used to have all those like laser shows that would accompany. Yeah. It's so their own thing back then. Yeah. But I think it was easy That's sort what of. That's Xanadu needed more lasers. I think it, yeah. Absolutely. We did have a lot though. We had a lot of, again, of like more. cartoon lines when they shot up into the sky. That's true. That's true. I would cut. I mean, I was going to say I would have cut the flashback between Gene Kelly and... Just because it's just like, it's just a dance number. We're not gonna Where you can see that the backdrop behind his house is actually a backdrop. Yep. <laughs> we watched a nice HD version of this, so you can see... <laughs> There's the, a couple places where you can see the booms, like, yes, just in can, frame. Gene Kelly opens up a cabinet with mirrors, and you can see the entire camera crew in it. <laughs> There's one at the end of the club, too. There's just a woman who's dancing while facing the mirror, which doesn't make sense. That kind of defeats the purpose. But um, you can see also in that mirror, like, some camera equipment. And the woman woman counting off the dance number. Oh, and around the world, you can see her going, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So bad. Uh, in the in, when they show all like these different like artists like there's these type of dancers that Xana do there's these type of dancers that Xana do there's an aerial artist that Caitlin was obsessed with <gasps> the one who hangs by her neck <laughs> fucking neck she's literally hanging by her neck I don't know how she doesn't die I don't either I was like how is how is she alive and she was the only aerial artist too <laughs> usually when you have aerials there's like six or seven like and they're all doing something but it was just her swinging by her neck and you can't miss her because she's the focus of the frame like, well, but even though it's like a shot of technically everyone it's just her swinging around on her neck and i was like how did that bitch not die like how, why and like kind of undynamic aerial artistry because she wasn't even moving her arm no, no she was just like, like not sitting there but she was Floating there. It kind of just looks like she's killing herself. Yeah. And you're just watching it. <laughs> and it was for a long time. It was a long shot of her just spinning and spinning and spinning. Because yep, it, it was like a zoom out. It's the end her. of where they're going, Xanadu. Oh, look at this bitch killing herself. <laughs> oh, my God. God. But I liked it. It wouldn't have been the same without her. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you want to play in this movie? The girl on the spinning from her neck. <laughs> spinning from her neck. I think in, sh- I, in the credits, I think she's credited oh. as Dizzy Heights. Dizzy, like Dizzy the final, Heights. The final like, character that's credited is someone named Dizzy Heights. And I'm like, that <laughs> that's, is that's Net her. Girl. That's, that's her. Net Girl. Yeah. There's no way it's not her. I think I want to play Kira. I think I could play Kira. Absolutely. Kira does seem like the most fun, but yeah, mostly because of the roller skating. Yeah, yeah and, and the giant dance song number that she has at the end. Like, that, yeah, that's worth it. With yeah. her blonde hair. Oh, she has so many cool hairstyles. My favorite is also the one where she's wearing the tiger thing. Yeah. She has kind of like a Debbie Harry haircut mm-hmm. that yes. I'm kind of obsessed with. And I like that, the, the pink and black tap outfit. Yeah. 
Shit's fly. It doesn't look like they're tapping, though. They're not. Okay. <laughs> no. They just add the tapping they're, sound. They're kind of <laughs> they're lifting up their feet, and then they add the tap noises. Yep. Because there's no way Olivia Newton-John can tap the way Gene Kelly can tap. No. So no. Just, like, just lift your legs in a dainty way. Watching them dance together, you could totally see that like Olivia Newton-John is not, is not a trained dancer. She obviously learned this dance for this movie and like because it's coming from her arms and her legs all the emotions coming from there and like Gene Kelly is coming from the center of his body and flowing yeah. out yeah that's like the the first Emma Stone she didn't know what she was doing oh, with her body again La La Land connections mm-hmm. you guys but she can sing at least Olivia and John Olivia can, can sing, sing. Yeah. even though you said you didn't like her voice no there's something about it that just feels weird. I think it's because she's trying to sing with an American accent. I think yeah. a lot of it because yeah. because it, it sounds the, exactly the same as it does in Greece, and her voice, her voice, her vocals in Greece yeah. are just weird. What song do you sing at karaoke? Oh, Xanadu. Xanadu. Yeah. Is there any other option? Not really. Suddenly could be fun. Suddenly, oh, could do it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cute. Because it has played. that, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of riffing in those songs you're able to do. Magic, that's a good song. Uncontained Mind. Yeah, magic. Yeah, those are the big ones from the movie. And the stage musical, too, they added a bunch of, like, other yellow. Oh. Good. Good. Blessed. Yeah. Never enough yellow. Blessed be. Like, Does this movie deserve to be in the canon of musical theater because it's so bad that like it's infamous for that reason well i think they've of, like the movie musical i think i, I mean if you're theater. saying as a musical theater like as the actual live show if you're saying that they do it's a satire of it then i feel like that's the location of its legacy yeah like people know what it is so they're gonna make fun of it yeah. right I, I don't think and i from a, a purely, like, if we're really looking at movie musical standpoint, they don't sing. Yeah. Like, they sort of, like, sh- Olivia does, but, like, everyone else is kind of like, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a lot of music videos put together. Yeah. Gene yeah. Kelly sings a little bit, um, but I, there's no live singing, for sure. Yeah, no. It's all pre-recorded and lip-synced, if yeah. it's ever. Could you imagine if it was live song? But it's also the the lyrics of these songs are not important. No. Which to me, if it's like a real musical, yeah. the lyrics are a big deal. Yeah, because that's where the emotion is coming yeah. from. It's like, I feel so much I have to sing. Mm-hmm. But I think Suddenly is the only song that kind of gets there. Because they were, they're like leading toward this like, oh, look, now we're in love. Yeah. Bit, but. And then like, maybe the song she sings in The Void by yeah. herself. Oh yes, where she was like, it's the type of song where you, what was I doing? Like you react like you're cold. And you hug yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that seems like it was probably written for the film. Mm-hmm. Same with some like the 1940s jazz number with Gene. Yeah. Like that kind of makes sense. It's like he's wistful. No, and yeah, definitely. ELO wrote a bunch of songs, and they were like, we love these songs. Yeah. How do we they're make going, it a fantasy going, yeah, disco yeah. thing? Oh my god. I think that there's a reboot here. I do too. I could see it. And I see it in my head. Yeah. Very clearly. Who would play Kira? 
That's the answer. Isn't that the question? Isn't that a question? Because this would be on NBC or Fox. I wouldn't see it as like a full movie. No. A movie? You don't want to see it as a movie movie? No. I, I could see this. They could do a fun version of this on like Fox, the way they did Grease. Because Grease was, Grease was lit. It was pretty lit. They could do a cool <laughs> Xanadu. But then you, oh, you want to know why you do it live? Because then you run the you risk of seeing people fall, fall on their ass. And that's the best. That's like my skates. favorite yeah. comedy. I love watching people fall. So if I can see people fall on skates, yeah, we're going to do this. Well, then you have to get some sort of television star to play Kira, then. You have to get some sort of person that sells that, that makes people in Kansas want to go, I want to watch Xanadu. Well, you get the the girl who's in Riverdale right now playing Betty on Riverdale. That blonde hoe? Yeah. Does she say? I don't know. Or Julianne Ho or whatever her Julianne Ho? Julianne Ho? That's true. Right. She, she, she's, she's old enough. She could do it. But and she was awful dancer. in Greece. She was terrible. She, yeah. She was not great in Hairspray either. Hairspray? The, the live one? The NBC one. Wasn't she also? No, her brother was in oh, it. Oh, was it just him? Yeah. I thought they were both in it. No. There's that blonde bitch oh. from Hairspray, though. The Disney Channel girl. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. The weird name. She's too young. Dove. She yes. was actually good. The one who played Kristen Chenoweth's daughter. Yes. Yeah, she was yeah. good. But Julianne Huff. Yeah, what if we just got Emma Stone to do it? Go home. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, I could see Julianne Huff doing it. I mean, it, it's... Sure, why not? Kobe Smulders. Who is she? she have your mother? Yeah. She could do it. Can she say? I don't know. Isn't she old? Uh, but you can't be older. <laughs> old. Who plays Sunny, though? Pick one. Pick some Pick random... some random white boy. Zach Efron? But, yeah. He's too, he's, too, good. he's too hot. He's too hot. He's got to be like a tall, skinny boy. Oh, but I feel like it'd be more fun with like a... Of course it would be. Of course it would be. Zach Efron would be so fun. Too fun. I don't know. Who plays Gene Kelly? Kevin Spacey! Yes! <laughs> but he's too good and big for For some TV things. So TV that means John Lithgow will play him then. Yes. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, <laughs> my God. His character in the TV show he's in right now, Roller Skates. Though that trial and error, yeah. didn't they get canceled? Probably. I heard actually decent things about it. It's so, not bad. I watched. So did I. But if it's but if it's good on NBC, that means it'll get canceled anytime soon. Yeah. And if it's not based in Chicago and it's not a gritty yeah. drama, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So it's Julianne Huff, somebody, and and John Lithgow. John yeah, it's weird. There's, I guess there's not like any TV musical stuff going on. Well, other than Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, the guy who plays Josh Chan, he could do it. Oh, yeah. He's he great. Could, he could play Sonny If Moore. we're going to go for the diversity. Yes. We should. Yeah. I could see that. That could be cute. He's a good singer and dancer. Yeah. So He's he could probably. Yeah. Even that, who's who's the other guy? The one that moved away. Santino Fontana. Yeah, he's great. He's like an actual Broadway yeah. actor. Yeah, though. he could yeah. do it too. Broadway. Broadway. Yeah, I would totally watch a TV version of this. Especially if they added in some of the like humor and making fun of itself. Yeah. I would. I could absolutely see like Fox or NBC taking it off. Well, it would be cool if they did it in some of those locations. Because a lot of them are still all over Venice yeah. and yeah. Santa Monica. That would be dope. I would love to see the opening 
number on TV, like live television. Of uh, them coming out of, of the, the mural. Yeah. Out, that would be so cool. Yeah, I would I would totally watch this again if it wasn't the original version. Yeah. <laughs> Guys like me shouldn't dream anyways. <laughs> that that opening when he rips that painting up and throws out the window, I was like, this is Mary Poppins. Straight out of Mary Poppins. We are Poppins. watching Mary Poppins. I think it borrows from like so many weird movies. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't know where your influences were coming from, mm-hmm. but they do not make sense. It's really like, oh, this worked in this thing, so let's put it in here. Yeah. That's like someone like Snapchatted recently. They were watching Girl Boss, that new Netflix show. Yeah. And there's that scene of her driving her shitty car up the hill in San Francisco. And it's like, how many movies has that been in now? All of them. <laughs> everybody steals from everybody. Yeah. But I feel like that opening was blatantly Mary Poppins. Yeah. I <laughs> like the watching pa- the cartoon paper flying through the sky. Mm-hmm. Noah Holloway stuff because he kind of does nice homages that don't feel like direct ripoffs. Yeah, he's 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 a treat. Yeah, I love it. I feel like that's the way to do it when you're like inspired by something. It's like okay, yeah, you can be inspired by The Godfather and have the car drive by with the music, or you can like recreate the shot with like different elements, (laughs) so it's not an exact picture by picture, frame by frame. But I do, I kind of want to see a big Hollywood remake of Xanadu. I mean, it'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, I would go for it, but I, I love the idea of it being live. And Christina Aguilera as Kira. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. She's too <laughs> old. <No. laughs> but she would be all like, Xanadu! Yeah. <laughs> no, no. She, yeah, she's way too old. But the way to do so, it would get... A nobody to do Kira and then fill out the cast. Have them come out of yeah. nowhere. Alright. Oh, that's how you make a star. Kids. Yeah. Or we just, don't make stars anymore. It's like not a thing. No, they're all pre they were everyone's prejudged by doing Whatever. small things and they get to the big thing. Or the blonde girl from Smash. She'd be great in that role. Oh, yes. oh Megan Hilty. Yeah. yeah. She could do it. Oh we love we love Smash on this show. Smash Smash was great. Yeah. <laughs> we love Smash. I'm gonna be singing everything in the, the rhythm and tone of Xanadu this week. What was my what was my fake lyrics? Crash. Bless. Shelby, you got a show going on. I do have a show going on. Oh, if you want to tell our blessed listeners about it. Yes, please. Uh, we open tomorrow, May 4th. Woo! And we're going to be running for six weeks at Stage 773 in the cab. Which is a BFD. Yeah, we're very excited about it at 10 o'clock. And it is called Freaky Nasty Trash. And we took a lot of inspiration from John Waters' body of work and aesthetic. Yes. So it's very campy and ridiculous and over the top and disgusting. That's beautiful. He's, he's yeah. A, he's a sweet, sweet angel. Yeah. He's my Kira. He's a, he's a hero of mine. <laughs> he's a hero of mine as well. And yeah, we're excited. Uh, we're very excited and nervous. We like kind of don't know how the fuck this thing is gonna turn That's out, good. and like what we wrote for ourselves. Yeah, it's probably gonna be a train wreck, <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be amazing. It'll go down in history. So long as you're having fun, I think that's all that matters. It's definitely a lot of fun, but I'm hoping it's not one of those shows that like afterwards our friends are like, you know what, you look like you had a great cool, time. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was great. <laughs> That was that was so great. Which we run the risk of. There, there are definitely I've seen a couple of those shows. Where I'm like, oh, they're 
they're living their life and their truth. But you, you got, you guys have a great track record, so I'm sure. Yeah. It's awesome. Hopefully, yeah. And it's also there's not a lot of John Watersy style stuff out in Chicago right now, so I think you have an upper hand with that. Yeah, well, Mike. Unless when, unless when he was here. <laughs> yeah. My friend Mike Gifford just directed Steamworks the musical over at Annoyance, which also kind of bo- bo- ooh, borrows a lot from that aesthetic. And inspiration, which is great. Uh, there should be more subversive comedy going on, yes. and it's a shame that it's not going on really outside of drag clubs anymore. Uh, which is kind of like where I, my point of view was coming from, because it's like I only have fun anymore in the audience at drag shows, like not in comedy shows. A lot of times, I feel like it's a lot of like alienation between the audience and the performers, which I feel like defeats the purpose yeah. of live theater. Well, because it's, it's there, everyone's trying to preach something in comedy now, and it's like, they don't care about their audiences anymore. Yeah, but fuck that. Whereas Practice like, in, in drag, in drag shows, it's, you are there to serve your audience, and you're gonna do whatever you have to, to make them have a good time. Yeah. Which I think we forget about that in comedy. It's like, okay, you have a great point of view, but like, can you make someone fucking laugh? Yeah. Right. And make them laugh from a place of emotion and not like, I recognize you are being clever. That is a thing that I know and can relate to. Yeah. I saw that meme yesterday. Yeah. Blech. And I like, like John Waters has a really good quote that he doesn't try and make people laugh. He tries to make people feel so uncomfortable mm-hmm. that they only can choose to either laugh or be repulsed. Absolutely. And we very much <laughs> took that good. to heart during this show. Good. <laughs> I mean, I've seen your postcards all around and I'm like yes thank goodness yeah I'm hoping that marketing like people know what they're getting into I think that's the big thing like if you understand what's happening in the show I feel like then you can't be mad at us (laughs) for what you just saw you've also I think think you guys have set it up really well like if anyone has seen what it looks like and it's also called freaky nasty trash so don't be a dumbass and yeah. it's always gonna be like it's not the magic a flute. parlor comedy yeah you're getting freaking nasty <laughs> trash out of it this is actually a no coward parody so <laughs> yes. here we go I would love that though <laughs> I know mm. oh there's so much room for that though look at that shit happen <laughs> uh, Kaylin do you have anything do you want to no like your conservatory show no, no. <laughs> okay <laughs> and I have nothing to play <laughs> We will soon, though. We've got oh, stuff. yeah, we got we've stuff got, coming. We've got stuff in the pipeline. Magic City stuff? No. <laughs> <laughs> God, none of them listen to this, so they won't ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've, I've got, we've got, we've got some stuff in the works. Fuck yeah, nothing it's special. It's coming. Cool. Thank you so uh, thank much. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you for having me. Fuck shit up at your show. We're excited. Yeah, to man, it. I'm gonna do my best. Yes. <laughs> cool. This is us signing off forever. like us on not forever oh. <laughs> like, us, like us on facebook follow twitter. us on twitter rate us if rate you us on it. itunes or subscribe do what you need to do yeah cool all right see you next week Bye. Bye.